0: we All right, welcome to Yes and Amen. You and Yes and Amen with Pastor Derek Fletcher, Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher. Today we have a great lesson. And it's really about uh, no murmuring and complaining. And being blessed of the Lord. I mean, that's really what the lesson's all about on today. It's a great lesson. So, um, but the title says it's not about leaving Egypt. Okay. So it's not about leaving Egypt. Amen. And uh, and that's a fitting title as well. Can everyone hear me? Can you unmute and hear me? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me, Yanni? What's she say? I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get... I know where you at. Do you have your device with you? Okay. Close the door. Yeah. Okay, thank you, close the door. All right, so uh, Derek Fletcher, can you open us up in prayer and please speak uh, loudly?
1: Okay, Father God, we thank you on today for giving us great thanks for keeping us safe. Father God, thank you for a lovely dinner of giving thanks to you and to our family on Thanksgiving, Father God. Father God, today is another lesson of a life lesson of what we should learn and what we should keep in mind when we are inexperienced outside the walls of life. Father God, today is a great day. Today is an amazing day. Father God, thank you for keeping us safe. Let all diseases and all sickness be erased from our bodies and let us breathe heavenly. In Jesus' my name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. We thank God for today. We come against satanic forces, or whatever they are and whoever they are, that's speaking against ministry sites, that provide the truth of essence of the word of God. And so we speak to every instance of truth that it reveal itself and that every altar to false gods and illegitimate gods be tumbled and fall in the name of Jesus, amen. So here we have uh, before the sea is parted, and so it took us took me a minute to get through this just we thank god for health we thank god for healing we thank god for victory on today and so we want to provide you with an overall kind of like kind of a general notice about exodus and then also
2: give me a second here
0: i just want to recheck something here To make sure. All right, so we are recording. I just want to make sure. All right, so uh, Exodus is the book that addresses uh, the uh, release of the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, from slavery. So we want to share some themes and the presence of God with the people. And then we want to demonstrate how God is present in their lives regardless of circumstances. Sometimes in life, people, the things that God do will do for them, they may murmur and complain. And so we'll look at instances where God is providing and the people just seem to not understand that they are free from slavery in the bounds of the world, but they keep going back. So uh, captivity, God's presence, Moses, and protection. And so here we go with the scriptures. And so it says here in Exodus 40 and 34, and then John 1 and 14. And so it says here, the glory of the Lord. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And then it says here in John 1 and 14, the word became flesh and dwell. Oh, excuse me. The word became flesh. And made her dwelling among us. We have seen the glory, the glory, uh, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right. And so here we go again Exodus 40 and 34, and John 1 and 14. And it says here, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And John, when the word came, became flesh and made his dwelling among us, we were seen. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of glory and truth. Again, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, so that's a mouthful there. And, uh, okay, so repeat after me. Everybody good? Everybody ready? Yes.
1: Exodus
0: four and thirty one. Exodus four and thirty Okay, Exodus four. The excuse me. Exodus forty and thirty four.
3: Exodus forty and, 34.
0: <laughs> and thirty four. And I don't. Yeah, I don't know why my my okay. So Exodus forty and thirty four. Says, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting.
1: Then the, then the
3: cloud covered the tent of meeting,
0: and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle.
3: And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle.
0: John one fourteen.
3: John one fourteen.
0: The word became flesh.
3: The word became flesh.
0: And made his dwelling among us. And made
3: his dwelling among us.
0: We have seen his glory.
3: We have seen his glory.
0: The glory of the one and only Son.
3: The glory of the one and only Son.
0: Who came from the Father?
3: Who came from the Father?
0: Full of grace and truth.
3: Full of
2: grace and truth.
0: Okay, that was that was I guess that was pretty good there. All right, so we're gonna just freeze it right here real quick. This is like an activity. I'll, I'll read these questions. It says, your shadow never leaves you. It is always there. Have any of you ever been scared by your own shadow or reflection? No. Oh, you've never? Okay.
3: Maybe once before, but I don't remember.
0: Okay. So who is the most? Who is the most present person in your life? God, but okay. uh, other
3: than God, um, my family.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. What is comforting about someone who is always there? What do you think?
1: You feel safe around them.
0: Okay, you feel safe around them.
1: You feel like they'll do anything to protect you?
0: Okay. They'll do anything to protect you. Luke, I am your father. All right. So, okay, we can unpause this now and move. Let's move to the next so you can read this activity. So, today we'll start with the Old Testament book a series of Old Testament books. So we'll be looking at Old Testament scripture, which is good, it's it's fundamental. And so the book of Exodus is known for something extraordinary, but there are more to this, there is more to this book than you may realize. Let's turn to the book of Exodus and get started. Okay, let's dig in. So the book of Exodus, despite its name, is not just about exodus of God's people from Egypt, okay? The book that we are going to study over the next several weeks is about so much more, okay, uh, than a group of people being rescued out of slavery, okay? Okay. And so this, this deals with elements of captivity, rescue, uh, miracles, um, miraculous works, uh, wilderness, wandering, and the promised land. Okay, so it's 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 a process of going from being a slave to being free and to becoming a nation. So there's so much more to it. Um And just as we are free from the slavery of the world, right, there's a process that we have to go through, a process of learning uh, and understanding who God is and God wants to protect us. He wants to cover us and he wants to be our, he wants to be the, the focus of our eyes and I think that's the right way to, to put it. And we'll see in these cases in scriptures, the people always try to defer back to where they came from. God doesn't want us to look back at where we came from. He wants us to look forward, forward to his promises, forward to the promised land, forward to the place that flows with milk and honey, okay? And so captivity, God is present even when we are in captivity. And so let's take a look at Exodus 3, seven through nine. And so what we'll have is, um, let's see. I'll go ahead and read that whole thing because we have some other scriptures for you guys. This Exodus 3, 7 through 9. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave masters. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the the Egyptians and to see them out of the land into a good and spacious land A a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the the Hivites, and the Jebusites. What's that?
1: That's a lot of ites.
0: Yes, it is. And now (laughs) the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. Okay. Okay. All right. So review these verses and list ways God acknowledges uh, their suffering. So how, how are they suffering or the ways that God acknowledges it? Let's take a look up here. And so what do you think, what, what, what do you think he heard?
1: Uh, crying out, he heard him crying out.
0: Okay. He heard crying out because of the slave masters. And, uh, so they were suffering, right? The misery, all right? And he's seen the way that the Egyptians have oppressed and really treated them very badly. So do you think God sees, hears, and acts, is paying attention? Do you think God who sees, hears, and acts is paying attention?
2: Yeah. What do you
0: think? Oh, yeah? Okay, so do you think, do you think uh, that Israel, the Israelites will all, with all that they endure, always felt as if God were paying attention? Explain your answers. So what do you think?
3: Some of them might not have because they were getting beaten and stuff and they would have been like God's Mm -hmm. not paying attention because if he was he would have stopped this. Maybe some of them are thinking that.
0: Okay, okay. uh, That might be an area. What else?
3: Others are probably like God's probably waiting for the right time to do something about it because right now it's not the best time.
0: First oh okay well we'll we'll see a little bit further in that in that respect so so but the people were definitely crying out and they were being abused uh um do you think the israelites with all they endured felt that god paid attention to them oh uh, did i already read that already
3: yes you did
0: okay do you ever feel as though god is absent from your life no how so
1: because usually usually i pray
0: okay
3: Because I can feel his presence with me wherever I go.
0: You can feel his presence with you whenever you go?
3: Like the sun, kind of. Like the sun follows. Like when you're driving, the sun follows you around everywhere. Yes. It's kind of like that. But...
1: Or perhaps the cloud.
0: The cloud.
1: Or perhaps say like our solar system. Okay. God revolves around you. Okay. But it's anything not anything else. Not just you he's revolving around.
0: Okay. It's
1: revolving on many other people too.
0: Okay. 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 Uh, Do you ever... Okay. Based on what we just read, do you think that God is ignoring, ignorant about your suffering? Excuse me. No. You think, okay, he's not? Okay. All right. So... God is, isn't is just present in our captivity. He moves to rescue us from it, okay? Your captivity could be saying cuss words. Your captivity could be, nobody's my friend. Your captivity could be vanity, right? Or it's all about me. It's all about me, right? Sorry. Or... I mean, and, and I, I equate those things as areas of captivity because the people, even when they were free, even when they were free from Egypt, they complained and they said, hey, you brought us out here to the wilderness to die. We could have died in Egypt and just a whole bunch of things that they were just going back and forth about. And God had a cloud of cover by day a pillar of fire by night and he provided for them uh quail and manna and so he took care of them but anyway let's let's go down here and so rescue right god is present as he rescues us all right so we have this one as exodus 13 17 through 22 let's see one two three four five six okay so Derek read 17 18 19 and then Yanni read 20 21 and 22
1: okay um, when Pharaoh when Pharaoh uh, let the people go. God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was a shorter that was shorter. For God said if they face war they might change their mind and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelite the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bone of Joseph at him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid. And then you must carry my bone." up with you from this place.
0: Okay, so the Joseph <laughs> excuse me. The Joseph that they're talking about rescued the people which was their brother uh and he rescued and saved the people over 400 years ago. So this was the Joseph who had the coat of many colors. You guys remember him? Yes. Okay. All right, Yanni. You sort of do. You sort
3: of do, yeah. They camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people.
0: Okay, so... He took care of them and they had uh, cover by day and they had warmth by night. And he and God even said, he says, I'm not even going to take them uh, so they could see war. I'm going to take them, uh, you know, through the through that was shorter. Let me see. Let's make sure I, I got that correct. Well, he took him in a way that they wouldn't face war, okay? Because he he was afraid if they face war, they'd probably want to return to Egypt, right? Right. And so he took care of him. So after Moses let the Egyptians go, what does God do?
1: God
3: he He leads them out of
1: egypt right yes
0: all right so that was like the that was like a blatantly obvious answer why why even ask a question about that one so how does how does god manifest himself to the people what does he do
3: he gives them a cloud by day and fire by night a pillar, okay. Okay. Clouds and a pillar of fire.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, so do those pillars ever leave the people? No. No. Okay. All right. No, they always. They are always in front of the people. Always. Okay. So God led the Israelites to safety from their oppressors, the Egyptians. How does their how does this encourage you in your life? What do you think? Are you encouraged in your life? Yes. Okay, because he yes. what did he do? He led the captives out of Egypt, right? They were enslaved; they were getting beat down from the seat down, right? They were crying out,
2: "Oh!"
0: Right? Pharaoh right. was making make uh, bricks with no straw, so he was doing all kind of evil stuff to them, right?
1: Precisely. And huh? so That really is, cool. yeah.
0: Yeah, so he so that Pharaoh guy, he wasn't was not was nice dude, was he? No. He was like, shoot, let's let's make let's let's do some stuff on purpose. See what they're gonna do, what they're gonna say, and just all kind of stuff. All right, so let's do this. Let's take a look. So now let's look at the miracles. So another way that God presented in the lives of the people was through what? Miracles, through his miracle works. And so when God performs a miracle, it's easy to feel his presence, right? There's probably no better known miracle in the Old Testament than the parting of the Red Sea. You guys remember that? Yes. Pharaoh's army was after the people. And they said, "Hey Moses, we could have died. We could have died in Egypt, right?" He says, "You brought us out here uh, uh, so that uh, they can kill us." And and then Moses said, "He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord." And he spread out that that uh, uh, cane over the water and it shoo, split it open, and they went across the Red Sea. All right, I see. As as we read the passage, listen for key words or passages that show God's presence in these scriptures. Okay? Okay. Let's see here. All right, Derek, you read verses 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25. And Yanni, you read 26, 27, 28, and 29. Got me? Got Any questions? All right, let's go. Let's get it.
1: When Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all the night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, the waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea. Mm
0: -hmm. Went through the sea on wet ground?
1: On dry ground. Okay. A wall of water on their right and their left. Okay. skins pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the okay. last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt.
3: Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots of horsemen. Moses stretched out his hands over the sea, and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and their, and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived, but the uh-huh. Israelites then threw it. the sea on, the dry, on dry ground with a wall of water on their right, and on their left,
0: they they went through on wet ground, and the and and it was waterfalls on their left, are they right? Oh, it, oh, it was dry ground with a wall, so they did not get wet, not absolutely, huh? Yeah. But uh, Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea. Okay, so what does the Lord do all night, according to verse 21? Eric, what does the Lord do?
1: He told Moses to stretch out his hands over the sea.
0: Okay, says, what does, okay, That's you told me what you read, but but it it says here it says what the
3: it says that the Lord drove the sea back. Okay. With a strong east wind.
0: Okay, so it says, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back. Okay, so it says, what did he do according to verse? all night what did he do right what did he do so you remember that you shared your your answer you gave on the context was appropriate okay but remember when they said what did he do all night he pushed the c back right right cool no yeah yeah the answer you gave was good though all right, so Yanni. Uh, well, I'll give this one to Derek because you answered that one, but Derek had an extra answer. So, um, okay. Anybody can do this one in verse twenty-four. What is God's doing? Uh, what is God doing? Doing during the last watch of the night. What is He doing? During the last watch.
1: <laughs> he looked down from the pillar of fire. And okay,
0: he looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army. And... Okay. And he threw it into what? Confusion? Yeah. Cause and effect. Okay. All right, so... Number three, in what active ways does God intervene? What do you think?
3: He um, buses up their tires.
0: Okay, anything else?
3: He also parts the Red Sea.
0: Okay, he also parted the Red Sea. All right, any other things?
3: He helped them escape.
0: Okay, he helped them escape. All right. Anybody else got anything
3: else? He also gave, he also provided pillars.
0: Provided pillars.
3: And a shelter.
0: And a shelter.
3: But that's not in here. But he also provided water and was it fish?
0: Okay. All right. And bread. What else?
3: And bread.
0: Okay. All right, let's go down to this one. All right, so sometimes God is present in huge, miraculous ways. Other times he is present at our lowest point in life. We see that in the life of the Israelites too. They're in the wilderness. Right now, they're in the wilderness. Even in the desert of even in the in the desert of, of life, God is near enough to hear us and respond. Though it may be difficult, we are called to come before the Lord. okay? Remember that we are called to come before the Lord, even when we feel completely alone. Rest assured, God is present and always there. Okay. All right. So there we go. The quail, the manna and the quail. All right. So Derek, you'll read verses one, two, three, four. And Yanni, you'll read. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Let's see. All right, I'll read the first verse and then Derek, you'll read two, three, four, and five. And then Yanni, you'll read six, seven, eight, and nine. Okay. Okay. All right. And so it says here, let's see, make sure, let's make sure this is Exodus 16, one through nine. The whole Israelite community set out to Elam and come and came to the desert of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. Okay, Derek.
1: In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. I remember this story very well. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in. And that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days.
0: Okay. Yanni? Verse um. number six.
3: So Moses and Eric said to all the Israelites, in the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your, that you're grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, you will know That it was the Lord when he gives you meat to eat it, to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling.
0: He says, says, say to the whole community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. It's always good when God provides and He provides all the time. He's the provider of life, uh, provision for food, for cover. He is a protector and a sustainer. And so it's always good no matter how it comes. Uh this this Thanksgiving uh we've I think we've all had a touch of sickness but I'm I'm still thankful for God. I'm thankful for us coming together. I'm thankful that we have um been he has been faithful and provided for us. No grumbling and no complaints. So where are the people of God, Derek, in this passage? Where are they? They're in the desert. They're in the desert. Okay. All right. All right in there between a couple of places okay what's their emotional state Yani? they're what they're grumpy yeah. like the cook like the cookie monster yeah. oh they're grumpy yeah okay they're grouchy Probably fearful. Some are regretfully about to leave. Uh, uh, some are re- regretful about leaving Egypt. All right. How's my noise canceling? Can you guys hear the the Yorkie? No. Yes. Okay. A little bit. Is it loud or?
1: No.
0: Okay. All right. Do you think it's crazy that they actually missed captivity? What do you guys think?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Do you ever miss things that were bad for you because they were easy no no okay you sure about that think about it you don't have to tell me but you you have to be honest with god it's different things that we look at or that we deal with that are centered around captivity right? It could be a TV show. It could be a video that we're not supposed to watch. Okay? All those things are centered around captivity or captivating you or keeping you in prison and in chains and away from the things of God. Okay? Okay. So do you think Right, so so I want you to think about that. Right, it could be anything, uh, but but I want you to understand when you're in God, there's certain things that He wants to see the fullness in you come out, and so there's an area of discipline, and there's certain things He wants to draw out of us, like He was really trying to get the people of Israel prepared to enter into the promised land, right? And to really trust him and not trust Egypt or the benefactor, the beneficiaries of Egypt, the benefits of Egypt, he wanted them to trust the benefits that he had for them. Okay? How does God provide for the Israelites during this time. What do you think? What does what, what does God give them?
3: Bread and meat.
0: Bread and meat, it just comes from the sky, right? What do you say? Manna, which is bread, and quail, which is meat. So they had bread and meat. Look, they had sandwiches all day long. Well, I'm tired. I'm tired of Subway. Can we get this? Can we get that? Just think you're eating. Every day God is providing bread and meat. I don't want no steak. I want chicken. I want chicken. I want turkey, right? Uh, And he told him, he says, get what you need for today, right? right all right so does god hear them during this time yes does god hear us Yes. okay he does all right so moses instructs aaron to communicate to the people of israel so what does aaron tell them to do and why what do you tell them to do Uh,
2: look at
0: verse nine. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. Come before the Lord. He said, Bring it before the Lord. Come before the Lord. For he here he has heard your grumbling, say to us,, it, it "Come before the Lord, right? Tabernacle, so tabernacle or tents of meetings is the center of Israelites, Israels religious life during this period. The tabernacle is a predecessor to the temple. It's a big tent and a tabernacle in this case before the temple was built to house the Ark of the Covenant. So it is where God's presence lives. The middle portion of Exodus speaks of its construction. So it is built up. It has uh, construction. God gives rules of of how long, how wide, what the color should be, and all that so he gives them all the guidance on that. One thing is obvious it is where God resided among the people okay? okay I should have like had a picture of the tabernacle or something but okay. um but you guys can look that up. Okay, so now let's look at uh, these these verses here in Exodus 40, 34 and through 38. And so, okay, Derek read 34 and 35. No, no, no. Uh, I'll read 34, you read 35, 36, and Yanni you read 37, 38. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle.
1: Moses You'll go. could not enter the tent of meeting. Moses
0: could not enter the tent. Wonder why? Go ahead.
1: Because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the ta- tabernacle.
0: The glory of the Lord filled the
1: tabernacle of the
0: Israelites. What in in all the travels of Israel? What
1: Israelites? Okay. However, the cloud lifted from above the terminal.
0: Uh, above the what? Tabernacle,
1: tabernacle, tabernacle,
0: tabernacle.
1: tabernacle. They would set. Out.
3: But but if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night. In the sight of the of the Israelites during
0: all their travels. Doing all their travels. So the glory of the Lord preceded them. It went before them and behind them and around them. What cloud is it that covers the tent of meetings? What cloud is it? It's a glory cloud. The glory of the Lord. Is it? Let's see. Let's see what it says. Let's see. It says the same cloud that led the Israelites to safety. So that's the glory cloud. The glory of the Lord. What fills the tent, Derek? The tabernacle. What fills the tabernacle?
1: I believe The glory of the Lord
0: is here.
1: I was going to say belief. Huh? The belief,
0: the hope. The belief. What fills the tent? What does it say here? Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Okay, so their faith so uh, now now I'll tell you something, Derek, and it's something that you said and you don't even realize you said it. And so the glory of the Lord, his presence is so powerful that Moses couldn't even enter. Now, typically a glory cloud or, or the cover of the Lord entering into a place, especially during modern times, these modern times, it happens because of the expectation of the people and their faith. Okay, so I want to, I want to, I want to bring that in and share that. So, when does the cloud leave, Yanni?
3: The cloud leaves when it's nighttime and it's time for the fire to come out. What?
0: Says, wherewith the cloud left from above the tabernacle, they would set out. Okay, they would set out, and if the cloud did not lift, they did it's not
1: stable.
0: until the day until the day it lifted. Okay, so the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day. Okay, and the fire was, okay, all right, good, good, good. Wow, okay. Verse eight says, states that the presence of God is in the sight of all the Israelites, when is God's presence in their sight? And you already answered that, Yanni, right? Didn't you already answer that during the day? Is it? Yeah. Doing all well it says here, doing all their travels. All right, so. What do you guys think? That's, a, that's some awesome stuff, man. So let's take a look at this. Right here, we got a little bit more to go. We're almost done. So what do you think about that glory cloud and the presence of God being with those people? What do you think, Derek? You got to unmute because we can't hear you.
1: Uh, I find it pretty interesting.
0: All right. What you I think, mean, Yanni? Oh, go ahead. You weren't finished?
1: I mean, the glory cloud is an amazing thing.
0: Amazing uh, it's thing.
1: it's basically something that surrounds protection around someone uh, Okay. with uh, the Lord's glory honor and that's mentioned the honor and protection so it truly is amazing how much he can care for us and hear for us
0: okay okay all right let's take a look at this right here make it real let's make it real all right uh derek read that first one john 1 and 14 there
1: the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth.
0: Okay. It says here, dwelling, according to the Strong's, Strong's lexicon, uh, dwelling is the same for dwelled. Is the same word to, as word from tabernacle. It literally means to pitch a tent or to set up a dwelling. Okay. Okay. All right. Yanni, First Corinthians three and sixteen.
3: Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst?
0: So you are God's temple, we are, right? Back during the time of Moses, God instructed them to build a tabernacle. And then the tabernacle was where God dwelled. And that was according to the law. When Jesus came, the tabernacle that was built was of the law. When Jesus came and he died, he broke the rituals of the law, okay? He broke those. And so one of those things, and I I won't call it a ritual, but now the dwelling of God, because of the day of Pentecost, now is within us. The Spirit of God dwells within us. During Moses' time, and and I'll say for the most part, 99.9%, the Spirit of God, when it did come, it dwelled among the people or on the people. After Jesus did what he did at Calvary, right, the firstborn of his kind, the son of man, the son of God. And the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and dwell within us. The Holy Ghost or the spirit of God is dwelling within us. And so the tabernacle or the temple as we know it now is not a building that can be touched by hands, uh, meaning A building that was built by man but now it's within the tabernacle of the building that was built by god the inner dwelling place is within us believers as men and women of god okay did did that make sense or was that just a lot of words
1: it made sense okay but it was a lot of words
0: okay so where's god's temple now Is it in a tent or a dwelling? Or is it within us? I don't know. I don't know. Well, the Holy
3: Spirit is within us.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. okay okay so where does the holy spirit dwell in the temple in In the tabernacle on earth next to us like jesus did oh i'm sorry huh
3: no in us
0: in us no he dwells in our midst in us okay How amazing do you think it is or do you think it would be to Moses who could not enter into the tabernacle because the glory of the Lord were to know that the, the, I messed that up, who could not dwell, who could not enter the tabernacle because the glory of God was there to know that the glory of God fills us now all right so so how amazing is it that before the glory of God dwelled in the tabernacle but now he dwells within us so how amazing is that
1: Pretty amazing.
0: Okay. And so I he dwells
1: think more
0: bizarre. Okay. So he dwells within us. And so from that aspect, we have to be careful what we feed our spirit man, what what gets into our eye gate, our ear gate, and then the things that we say. Okay. And so everyone must observe those things and understand it right And I, I won't i won't like share details but it's very personal very personable that god dwells inside of us and and he wants us to cherish that and to observe it and to fight with tooth and nail against the hand of the enemy and that that includes trusting him and being obedient to him and praying to him and asking him to cover us and guide us okay yeah it's very important so here i'll i'll read this one right here because you guys have been doing a a really great job like doing a lot of reading okay is that okay if i read this one
3: yes yes
0: okay i'll i'll try to Make sure I don't know, like my eyes are crossing and just, I'll I'll be careful here. It says here in Revelation 21, one through three. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed in dress for her husband. And I heard a voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he will dwell with them. They will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. So it says, I I, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Right? And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem. then he says, I heard a loud voice from the throne crying and saying right then he says God dwell God's dwelling place is now among the people okay all right so in this picture from heaven where does God dwell
1: in heaven
0: But it says here, I heard a loud voice. And God's dwelling place, right? Right there it says, and God's dwelling place. Well, then. Is now among the people. Right?
1: Yes.
0: All right. That's what it said, right? It didn't says, "Hey, what did you think?" It says, "Among the people, how long will he dwell with them?" Forever. Forever. Okay. So, what can separate us from God's presence in heaven? Sin. You're in heaven now.
1: Oh, nothing.
0: If you're in Jesus, if you're in Jesus, can sin separate you from God? No. No. Right. So if you're practicing sin and you're not saying, God, forgive me and help me out. Right. So, so nothing. You got me.
3: Yes,
0: just as he was present in Israel, God is present with us at all times. However, unlike Israel, right, we now, he now dwells inside of us in the hearts of his people. This is very important that you know this and understand it. Okay, because we are part of the new covenant uh, body. Right? And so we look forward to living with him forever in heaven as well. He He's dwelling within us here on the earth, but the new heaven and new earth, that's when that's when everyone is in heaven and he's gonna make a new heaven and a new earth, okay? That's what that's about, okay? So what does it mean for you to know that God's presence is in your life? What does it mean to you to know that, Derek? What does it mean? That means if I keep messing up, He's still in my life. Do I deny it or do I go to him and says, "God, I messed up."
1: You go to or,
0: him. or do I just continue on, right? So, so we have in Christ, Nyani Yanni, What about mm-hmm. your know, ever presence with Him, right? If you're if you're having some struggles with some things or you're like, you know what? whatever, (coughs) excuse me. So God is, he's ever present. He's not gonna leave you. He's not gonna abandon you, but you know what? Sometimes people leave him for no real reason, okay? Okay. So if you're honest, when does it feel like God is not present? never when i'm all alone and nobody's looking when i'm feeling bad or maybe i didn't do so well on something well god is god is not a performance driven god relative to achievements right he wants you to be obedient to him and that's it okay But you in everything you do on the earth, you have to try your best. God doesn't want half of your effort. He wants all of your heart and effort. Okay, Yanni. Okay, Derek.
2: Okay.
0: Guys are quiet. Guys are quiet. He wants all of you. Right? The people in the desert, right? They were getting the you know, they saw the cloud of uh 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 the, the glory cloud by day, the fire by night, they were getting the the meat and the bread every day, they didn't have to hunt for it, they didn't have to go buy it, right? But they they were they were they forgot who the source was because they were just complaining. Right. And so if you're a Christian having Surrender your life to Christ? God's Spirit dwells within you, Derek. God's Spirit dwells within you, Yanni. Are you a willing tabernacle in which God can reside? Or do you often try to distance yourself from the Holy Spirit? Huh? Eh? No. The
3: first one. How about being a tabernacle?
0: Okay, you have to keep going then. All right, this was a long lesson, but it was a great lesson. All right, so I want to encourage you to spend time on your individual situations. Those things, those things that you need to get right with you and God, not with you and your mother and father, you got to get those right, not with you and your grades, not with you and your friends, the things that you have to get right with you and God so that he can establish himself continually as a force dwelling Within you. Okay? okay. All right. Forever and ever. Invite his presence into your life. Into your into your uh, uh life and into our members' group that listens. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that your presence is ever not just externally but within us and that we are practicing as believers according to your word, according to what you've called us to do, Father God. And so we acknowledge you, we thank you, we trust your word. We trust you according to this lesson on today, according to those things that make us excellent in you dwell within us, teach us, show us and guide us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Amen. It's Pastor Derek Fletcher with Derek and Ianni Fletcher. And yes, and amen, youth. Thank you for taking the time out on this busy day to listen to this message. And we thank God for you. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen
2: I read and I be early and this is what it says to me it Tells me that I'm never ever alone I'm learning how J S U S came down to us in K his best without a doubt the best friend you'll ever be God knows exactly what I mean, so I remember this, let's go. When you ask, he cares, when you see, he's there, when you knock, 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 knock.